Well, church, let's do this. Let's go to the mighty scriptures, the holy word of God. Psalm 111.10, this verse spoke to me uh, this week, and I want to own this in a way that we can say it together as we move into a time of prayer. So if you would, please join me in uh, the word of God this morning as we prepare our hearts and our spirits for prayer. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, I I pray that we are seeking you each and every day. Oh God, I I know it's our natural human tendency to want to uh, try to do it on our own, to try to manage life on our own, uh, to glean from our own wisdom and our own wisdom only. Lord, but but there's value, there's merit, there's uh, spiritual gifts that come from seeking you in your word. So I pray that we can own that, each and every one of us this day, that we can always glean, Lord, wisdom, glean guidance from your word, that we go there, Lord, that we put to prayer, oh God, the decisions of life, the stressors that so often heavy burden us each and every day, Lord, that we just put life to prayer every day, Lord, that we are seeking your face, as Scripture says, every day. Oh God, you have the ultimate authority to release the diseased and the lame. The lost, the soul filled with shame. You have the authority, O God, to free as the wind of heaven, inviting the crowd, anointing the sick, rebuking the proud. May we all find peace, wisdom, and salvation in you being caught up always in the spirit of Jesus Christ who has divine authority that he wants to share with each and every one of us this day. I pray, Lord, that we are open always to the authority that Jesus has. He gave us a very authoritative prayer a prayer that has stood the test of time, in fact. It's the Lord's Prayer. And let us pray this prayer together as the body of Christ now, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning now to the Gospel of Mark, which is recorded out of the four Gospels as the very first Gospel that was written. So, uh, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, about the authority of Jesus Christ in his teaching. So I'm going to ask, if you would, out of respect for the gospel of Christ and his authority, thank you for standing. Let me now read this, the Lord's word. Lord, we ask your blessing upon this word and the proclamation of it. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum, When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him, saying, Be quiet, come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Verse 27, Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Church, This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So church, before we uh, move into a uh, time of uh, the proclamation of the word, let let me just make one uh, comment uh, about last Sunday uh, with uh, Joel being here as our uh, evangelist and, and preacher for uh, last Sunday and leading that revival, um, I, I, I was uh, I was very uh, touched from start to finish last Sunday uh, in the morning and in the evening, and I hope you were blessed as well. Just just one thought, one comment about that. You, you know, it's really a powerful thing uh, to watch someone grow. Is it not to grow in their maturity, to grow in their comfort, whether it's preaching or, or, or teaching, whatever it may be? I, I, I saw that uh, in Joel, uh, and, and I know that, that you did too. So I thought we were very blessed. Thank you for coming out and, and supporting uh, Joel and, and certainly his time uh, in, in delivering the word. I, I thought we were all spiritually filled. Uh, and the blessing is anytime you want to go back and watch it, uh, you can because it is all online as well. So 
uh, what what a blessing last last Sunday was, and 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 I'll just I'll say this again. Uh, this was Joel's idea, literally about a year and a half ago, and he came to me and he said, "What do you think about this idea?" And and Joel's one of those guys that has a lot of great creative ideas that that really uh, and ultimately come out to be blessings. So. Uh, I, I said, Joel, I want to support you in this. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that uh, Benton United Methodist Church wants to see you and, and will be, we'll be blessed. So thank you uh, for, for loving on him and, and his family. I, I know that he appreciated that. So, uh, church, I, I've entitled the sermon uh, for this morning, uh, authority, particularly, specifically, the authority of Jesus Christ, okay? So, I, I want to offer a, a story this morning. So, an office manager got the idea that he wasn't getting enough respect in the workplace. So, he said, you know what? I'm going to fix you. The very next day, he brings a sign, and he puts it on his office door, and it simply says this, I'm the boss, okay? I'm the boss. So he goes to lunch. He comes back from lunch, and as he's walking toward the door, there's a little note on the sign that says, I'm the boss, and it simply says this, hey, the wife has called. She wants her sign back. How about that? Boy, she put him in his place, huh? She nailed him, did she not? Authority, authority. Look, that office manager, he wanted to flex those authoritative muscles, okay? Authority. You know, we see that in everyday life in multiple different ways, okay? I, I want to hone in on authority by speaking specifically about the authority of Jesus Christ because it's there in the Word of God. So let me pick up with verse 21, and, and I want to unpack it, okay, uh, a bit. So Jesus teaches with authority is the, is the title of, uh, of this scripture. It says this, verse 21, you can read along on the screen. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. So they're, 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 they're on the move. They're on the road, okay? Ministry has begun. This is only, by the way, the first chapter in the Gospel of Mark. So Jesus has a lot of teaching. He's got a lot of preaching. He's got a lot of healing to do, okay? So right off the bat... Okay, the gospel writer Mark wants to tell us something here, okay? They're on the move. When the Sabbath came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach, okay? The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with what? Real authority, okay? He's a standout, okay? His teaching, his preaching, it's a standout, okay? Real authority, the scripture says. Moving on, quite unlike the teachers of the religious law, okay? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, okay? That's who the religious law was. Picking up 
then with verse 23. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Now, let me stop right there and just make this little side note, okay? We can read through the Gospels, and we can note this, that the apostles had their high points in life and they had their low points in life. Did they not with their time with Jesus Christ? And as you're reading, sometimes you get to thinking, do these apostles really even know who their rabbi Jesus Christ is? Do they really know? Sometimes you think they get it. Sometimes you think Peter gets it. And then other times, you know, it's kind of like they're just scratching their head thinking, ah, I'm just following this guy. But here's the thing I, wanna, I want you to take note of, okay? Did you notice that this evil spirit knows who Jesus is, calls him by name, okay? Take note of that, okay? These evil spirits know how mighty this man Jesus is. They know his name. They know that this man is set apart, that he has real divine authority, okay? Wanted to take note of that there. So picking up uh, then with uh, verse 24, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the evil spirit says, the holy one of God. Verse 25, but Jesus reprimanded him, be quiet, come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Let me stop there, okay? We see in just those verses, there's something going on with Jesus, something powerful, something divine, something authoritative, okay, that no mere man could give to him, but only the God above could do, okay? Now, I want to stop there and point you to some other scriptures about the authority of Christ because the Gospels are filled with them, okay? It's not just in the book of Mark where we see God using his son as an authoritative presence to preach to teach, and to build up the kingdom of God. On top of that, to heal others as well. So let's go there now, okay? Take note of these scriptures, okay? Because they're very important. And they point us to the importance that the authority of Jesus Christ has for the believer and for all, quite frankly, of mankind. Matthew 28, 18. Take note of this. And Jesus came up. And spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority, okay? All authority has been given to him from God Almighty. Okay, Luke 10, 22. Take note of this one. 
All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Again, Jesus taking note, I've got this authority. It comes not solely from me, but ultimately from the Father to me to then share with who? You, you, you. Let's go to John 10, 18. Take note of this. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to then what? Take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. Yet another authoritative example from a different gospel, of course, about the authority of Christ that comes from above. Matthew 8, 23 through 27. Pay particular attention to this. This has some real power to it, okay? Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was what? He was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Here's the authority. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And suddenly, what? There was great calm. Those are just, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Demon spirits know him by name, and the winds and the waves obey him. Wow. The authority of Christ. It is something, as the scriptures here say, that grip us. And I hope that they are gripping you today, church. Now listen very closely to what I'm going to say about authority. Okay? Authority should always be based on service and sacrifice. Let me say that again. Authority, a biblically based understanding of authority, should always be based on service and sacrifice. And let the scriptures point you there, okay? And they do throughout these four gospels, okay? Now, let me put this into an everyday kind of way about the authority of Jesus Christ, okay? We should never look at the authority of Jesus Christ as something that is suspect in in any way, okay? I didn't say don't question it, but don't look at it as suspect. And it certainly, the authority of Jesus Christ, should never be on the chopping block of what has become popular 
of cancel culture. The authority of Jesus Christ should never, ever, ever be canceled. You want to know why? Because the authority of Jesus Christ, according to the word of God, is always and will forever be for our own good and also for the good of the kingdom. Okay? You see, authority is always based on service and sacrifice. Let me pick up here with verse 27. It says this, amazement gripped the audience after he cast this demon out who knew his name and they began to discuss what had happened. Who wouldn't, right? They were absolutely amazed and astonished. What sort of new teaching is this, they asked. Listen to this. It has such authority. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. So you see, church, a biblical understanding about the authority of Jesus Christ is always based on service and sacrifice. But let me bring it home in this way. If you would, direct your attention either to the altar space, which has a crown on it, or direct your attention to the screen for a moment. We have a king's crown and the crown of thorns. Now, here's what we know from world history about a king's crown. A king's crown was symbolically as powerful as the crown was itself, okay? Because it was symbolically saying that the person who was wearing this crown has both authority and royalty and significance in life and in your life and in the lives of the people whom he or she reigns over, okay? There's symbolism here. Now, the point that I want to make is this. Let's speak again about the authority of Jesus Christ, his kingship, for a moment. And it's this. Jesus, you see, was literally willing to take off the king's crown so that he could, in fact, put on a crown of thorns. Why did he do that, church? Let me tell you why. Because he was willing, church, to shed his own blood, to allow his body to be broken, he faced the very opponent of death itself so that you and I might have forgiveness and be reconciled with God through him, okay? 
Here's another way of looking at that. Jesus was willing, okay, to die for all people, meaning this, the winners during the time that he was living and the losers during the time that he was living. He was willing to die for the winners today and for the losers today so that we might have eternal life in and through him. He was willing, Jesus was, to take off the diamond-studded crown and accept the cross for all of mankind. And he did it with authority. He did it with a sense of willingness because he knew how much his Father, God Almighty, who has all of the authority in the world, he sent his Son on a divine mission to wear the crown, to accept the cross, and to know that ultimately in and through him, you and I, church, wear the crown of life. Glory to the King, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, the crown, it means something. The crown is impressive. The crown, Lord, is something that looks good. It's symbolic of someone being mighty and powerful and glorious and royal. But here's something about our own King, Jesus Christ, that speaks out and speaks to the heart. He was willing to take that very crown, the King's crown, and replace it with a crown of thorns to die for all so that we might, in fact, be forgiven, reconciled, have mercy, and know his everlasting life that comes with faith. Lord, as the Father in the gospel said about his Son, Lord, I believe. Help me, Lord, with my unbelief. Lord, we believe. Help us, Lord, with our unbelief. You are a mighty God, and with your Son, Jesus Christ, you have shown us what a biblical understanding of authority is all about. It's for the good of mankind. It's for the greatness of your kingdom. Let us go forth and spread that good news with the world. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.